0: Welcome back one ESPN, at Joseph's here. Uh, we did not get a chance to catch up and talk about uh, the ACC scheduling rotation. Uh, I've got some thoughts, and we'll certainly get into that. It's a large game for the Hokies this weekend. They uh, travel out to Louisville to take on the, the Cardinals. We'll get into that matchup and a whole lot more. You can see this guy on the ACC network. He's one of the best they got, and it's always good to catch up with him. And soon he's going to be an official member of Harrisonburg for as many times as he's seen James Madison, it feels like. Uh, joining us now is Roddy Jones. Roddy, how's it going?
1: I'm fantastic, man. Appreciate you having me, man.
0: Uh, before we get to the ACC stuff, Roddy, how impressed were you when you were able to catch up and watch James Madison? How awful is what the NCAA is doing to them this year?
1: James Madison has been really impressive. Like, that defense, particularly the defensive front, um, could stand up with a lot of Power 5 teams. I mean, you know, I think if you put it in the ACC, be looking at, I don't know, at least a mid-tier group, maybe higher than that. Um, and then offensively, they're good enough. You know, they're good enough to get the job done. And what the NCAA, you know, the NCAA has its bylaws and its rules, and I understand why they have had them in the past. It's just so slow to change that it feels like the rules are are incredibly antiquated, like they're they're built for a different time when schools needed multiple years to ramp up to FBS football and schools needed multiple years without the pressure of, hey, we have to make a bowl game. It's like, no, you guys are ineligible for a bowl game. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to spend exorbitant amounts of money in the first couple of seasons. You can sort of slowly get yourself there. That's not the case anymore. These schools prepare for years in advance. These schools know what it takes, and a lot of times you have coaches that have power five experience, like Kurt Signetti at Alabama. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's a shame. Um, I hope they continue to win, and it puts pressure on the Sun Belt and the NCAA to allow them to participate in the championship game and then eventually, potentially, in the New Year's Six. But we'll see. It's, a, it's, it's just a real shame.
0: The first college football rankings came out yesterday. Did you have any problems where, with any of the ACC teams and where they landed?
1: Well, oh, there were only two of them, so, so not, not really. Um, I thought Florida State would be 4-5, or five, and they ended up at 4. Louisville, I knew it would be somewhere in the teens. I, I didn't think they'd be higher than, you know, maybe 12. Um, but I, I didn't really have an issue with it. And then in terms of the other ACC teams, you know, I can't make a strong case for North Carolina after losing to Virginia and Georgia Tech in back-to-back weeks. Miami, again, a loss of Georgia Tech. Um, and then uh and then you know the obviously the loss to to uh to uh to North carolina as well so their 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 wins just haven't stood up in the case of miami and 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 North Carolina in a way that should boost them into the top twenty five and then you look at Duke like we all looked at that that win against Clemson for Duke at the beginning of the season and touted it as this you know almost resume defining win, well Clemson's four and four. So that win isn't doesn't count as a win over a team over five hundred. It's certainly not a ranked win. And while if you dig a little deeper with Clemson, they are still a good team, um, you know, those wins just aren't sexy. So there's not a lot to go to bat for with the A C C in the rankings.
0: What do you make of what's going on with the Tigers? Obviously, the rant that Coach Dabo went on and his coach's show has gone viral. Some people think it was a plant. Um, they're just not playing good football right now, and they're not used to having this many losses in this part of the season. What do you think's going wrong for them?
1: Yeah, um, they are not playing good offensive football, and they're not playing great special teams football. The defense has been phenomenal. That defense allowed 202 yards. NC State last week, and one of them, and and seventy, I think seventy four of them, seventy two of them came on Casey Concepcion's, uh, what eventually ended up the game winning touchdown. Like a missed tackle is what caused that. Before that, you know, or, or you take that out, and it's like hundred and thirty yards on on you know forty seven plays or something like that. Like it's tremendous defensive stats, like defensive stats than anybody in the country would certainly stand up for. They allowed, uh, so that was one of the touchdowns. They allowed a pick six. That was another one of the touchdowns. So like two plays, one of them's a missed tackle on one player on the defense. The other one's a pick six. And you're talking about a defense that gave up seven points and 130 yards in the game. That's not how it's played. The, The thing that's going on with Clemson is that their offensive talent is not good enough to overcome the turnovers that they've had. That's as simple as I can put it. Now, Why is that offensive talent and where is that offensive talent not as good? That's the further discussion. But this is a team, like, on a play-in, play-out basis is an average offense with an elite defense and okay special teams, which should put them in the top 25. Now, you add in the the turnovers and the timeliness and the place that those turnovers happen, multiple fumbles on the one-yard line, late-game decision-making. That's the kind of stuff that's gotten them beat. And they don't have a good enough talent to overcome those types of things anymore. But nobody does. Do you think their records drastically different if DJU's still there? No, no, not really. I mean, maybe the in-game scenarios are a little bit different. Um, DJU probably hands off to Will Shipley in those two scenarios at uh, Florida State and overtime, and then uh, and then uh, in Miami um, as well. So. So you know, if you take that one play, maybe, but like, what is DJU going to give you in the in the um, flow of that offense? I don't know. It's tough to tell. It's neither here nor there. DJU's playing great at o- or at Oregon State, and Kate Klubnik has shown flashes, but uh, but he hasn't been super consistent.
0: Tell Roddy Jones of the ACC Network. Follow him on Twitter, at RoddyJones20. Let's talk about the Hokies. They're 4-4 and in the season, but this matchup they have this weekend is for second place in the conference. They're traveling out to Louisville. What kind of shot you give the Hokies in this one?
1: I think mean, they've got a decent shot. The thing about Louisville is, is apparently the place to catch Louisville is, is uh, when they're on the road. They have not played as well on the road as they have at home. They seem very comfortable and whatever that stadium's called, now, L&N Bank Credit Union Federal something stadium, something like that. But um, this is a Louisville team that offensively has created big plays, and the Achilles heel for Virginia Tech has been giving up big plays, particularly in the run game. They've been better at that recent weeks, um, but they also haven't played a Rasheen Ali or a Jawar Jordan-level running back uh, in the last few weeks as well. So I, I give them a decent shot. Kyron Jordan's given them a shot in the arm on the offensive side, but Louisville's defense has probably been the most consistent part of that team this year. So uh, I give them an okay shot, but, but uh, I would favor Louisville in the game, and I'd, I'd probably pick Louisville to cover as well.
0: Uh, Virginia has the dreaded 2 o'clock CW game. The only reason why I say it's dreaded is because the underdog has either covered or won every game so far. Georgia Tech is the underdog in Charlottesville. The question is, I feel like, is which Yellow Jackets team is going to show up? What do you make of this game on Saturday?
1: Well, there's some things that are going on with the Jackets this year that we have to pay attention to. One, they have won all their even-numbered games and lost all the odd-numbered games. They won game two, game four, game six, and game eight. Lost game one, three, five, and seven. This is game nine, so that bodes well for the Cavs. Uh, secondly, Georgia Tech doesn't win in Charlottesville. It just doesn't happen. Like they're like four and fourteen since they started going to Charlottesville. It is incredible the records. And those are some good. I played on a good Georgia Tech team that went up there and lost. So um, that is another thing that checks off a box for the Cavs. Uh, the thing that makes it dangerous is Georgia Tech is scoring in bunches now. So there's the potential that Georgia Tech just goes off offensively and makes this an absolute uh, track meet. But Virginia's got the better defense. Specifically, Georgia Tech's defense is the worst in the ACC, and Virginia's been good on offense. So um, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't know what the number is. I think Georgia Tech might cover, but like history would suggest that Georgia Tech won't win in Charlottesville in an odd-numbered game.
0: Uh, Miami and NC State, Uh, it's an intriguing game, obviously. It's potentially probably an elimination game for one of these two with regards to the conference race if they're not eliminated already. NC State gets the win against Clemson. Uh, Miami gets the nice overtime win over Virginia, although it probably shouldn't have needed overtime.
1: Uh, What's your thoughts on this one in Raleigh? You know, I I don't really know what to make of Miami offensively based on what I saw last week. Miami did not run a play in, in the Virginia red zone until overtime. it's just an incredible way to win a football game. It shows how good Andres Boragales was. And one of the touchdowns they scored was like a 26-yard run. But it's more fun when you talk about just the red zone. NC State's probably the second-best defense that this Miami team has played, with Clemson being the first. Um, Now, NC State offensively last week against Clemson was heavily reliant, as I just mentioned, on the big play. Casey Concepcion was phenomenal. And this Miami defense is really, really good. So can NC State find some offense outside of Casey Concepcion against a really good Miami defense, a defense in Miami that's, that's been tremendous up front, the linebackers have really improved, they've got talent in the secondary. Um, I, I don't know. NC State's been tough to watch offensively. So I would favor Miami here, but I think it's probably a low-scoring game.
0: Let's close on this, and we're wrapping up with Roddy Jones of the ACC Network, always good with giving us his time. The scheduling model did come out yesterday for the next seven years. How long is it going to take you to get used to having road trips to Stanford and Cal on the schedule?
1: (laughs) Uh, Probably longer than seven years. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, like the, uh, you know – these, these marriages are made of, of necessity and, and somewhat desperation. Um, Stanford and Cal, they don't fit in what was traditionally the ACC. Um, but I have a feeling that, um, you know, as this thing evolves, we'll see, you know, we have kind of seen every conference go national. Uh, and the ACC now has further options uh, really across the country. So it's going to take some getting used to. It really is. Um, The thing I will say is is the interesting thing about the schedule is the teams that hit Stanford, Cal, and SMU in the early years, year one, year two, are big winners. Um, And so if you have multiple of those teams, especially in year one, then I think you're a massive winner um, because you look at what's happened at the top of the American, the teams that were at the top of the American a couple years ago that moved to the Big 12, uh, Houston has one win. That was a Hail Mary over West Virginia, and Cincinnati and UCF still haven't won a game. Uh, so I don't think it's a stretch to think that SMU is going to come into this conference and struggle, um, because it's it's just different. Like it's different on a week in week out basis when you're dealing with bodies that are that are both physically and from an experience standpoint more equipped to deal with the power five level. And then Stanford College just bad. Um, well, I guess Cal's shown some promise, and, and Stanford played has played some close games, but they're in rebuilding modes, and how many guys transfer because they don't want to make road trips. To, to Duke and to Syracuse and all that stuff. So I, I, uh, I, I am not going to be able to get used to it anytime soon, and, and we'll see if those teams are able to acclimate and be very good. But ultimately, yeah, it's going to be weird, an ACC game when, when, uh, when Stanford and Syracuse hook up.
0: Well, when's the next time we could see you on the ACC network?
1: So I don't really I don't do games on a regular basis on the ACC network anymore. Uh, West Durham moved up to the primetime gig, and I'm with Roy Philpott in sort of an ESPN two package. But uh, but I'll be on there tomorrow uh, doing pregame and postgame for the uh, uh, for all ACC after the Louisville Virginia Tech game.
0: Well, Roddy, we always appreciate the time here in Richmond. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you guys.
0: All right, uh, that is uh, Roddy Jones. Of uh, the ACC Network. And um, he's also on SiriusXM. He was just on today uh, on their SiriusXM channel. And um, so, yeah, we didn't really touch on this. We'll do it real quick here. The 2024 through 2030 schedules got released, the conference schedules. Uh, the conference is preserving Virginia Tech, Virginia, North Carolina, Virginia, and Miami, Virginia Tech. Everything else is fair is fair game. So... Um, They I mean, they talked about it a little bit at ACC Basketball Media Day, how they were trying to fit everything like a jigsaw puzzle next year.